The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show, brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. The Pirates paint Birmingham purple. The East Carolina Pirates, your ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl champions. They knock off Coastal Carolina tonight. Dominant second half for East Carolina. Mike Houston, Holt Naylor's big smiles on the faces of the Pirates as they walk off the field. Uh, One more victory in 2022. We've good to see the Pirates celebrating a bowl win for the first time in a long time. Yeah, the first time that uh, any of these players have had a bowl victory. Nobody on this team had played in a bowl game since last year's game was canceled. So for them to go out victorious is is pretty special. 317-1250, one final time. Taking your calls on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. 317-1250, we'll talk to you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 53-29, the final score. East Carolina, a winner in the Birmingham Bowl. And uh, before we get started, Billy Weaver needs to... Well, uh, actually... He needs to make a uh, an apology well, to the actually, Pirate Nation. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> you need to one, apologize. One guy has been to a bowl out of the 120. Billy said none of these players have been to a bowl game. David Stahl on Facebook hit well, with... Well, uh, actually... Jalen Johnson won a national championship oh, at bad. Georgia last year. My bad. So, Billy will write up an Sorry. apology to the Pirate Nation. Sorry. 317-1250. Uh, man, that felt good. Oh, God. Finish the year with a dub. A big dub. Big dub. I don't know. First half, I was a little nervous. 100 yards of penalties and yeah, kind of back and forth. We got mistakes to talk good. about, but uh, we got to celebrate, too. Cameron, Rod, Kenny, hang hey, on. Hey, there's a dub. There is. They need one I against the Browns on Sunday. 317-1250. Cameron, Rod, Kenny, hang on. Let's go to Sarah in Aiden. Hello, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. Who's that? I don't know. Uh. All right, hot start. We go next to Kenny in Blunt's Creek. Hello, Kenny. Hey, Clip, Billy, guys of Pirate Radio. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woo! Over the chickens. A chicken dinner over the chickens. That's right. Look, man, so proud of these guys. Uh, good, good season. Great bowl victory. You know, we've needed that. Uh, after the few years of uh, the droughts we've had. But a uh, great game. So proud of all these guys that have stuck with us. And uh, and these seniors going out this way. So happy for Holton for the game he had. This guy's, you know, he's been the heart and soul of Pirate Football and Pirate Nation bringing this uh, program back. Coach Houston, y'all did a great job. Just a really happy Pirate man. There's nothing negative to say about this. This is the last game of the year for us. We're going out as winners. Let's just uh, let's, let's enjoy it. No whining. Let's celebrate this team. And 248 days till we get to do it again. Uh, Mason Garcia, the ball's in your court. 
Michigan, you're on the clock. You guys have a very, very happy new year, and I uh, love your show. Can't wait to do it again. Happy New Year, Kenny Curlings. Thanks for calling in and being with us all year long. Yes, sir. Uh, you, Don Cheek, Coach Cheek, has a question with Josiah Hatfield Hurt. Yes, he was. Uh, Igo said uh, he was not on the depth chart and was injured, uh, so he was not Collarbone in injury. Collarbone? Yeah, uh, Jeff mentioned it at the beginning of the broadcast. That'll get you every time. All right, 317-1250. I'm looking for the uh, post game on ESPN+. Plus. I'll try to find that somewhere. All right, uh, Rod is up in Wilmington. Hey, Rod. Hey, fellas and, and lady, um, or I should say lady and gentlemen, uh, uh, what a great win. And uh, happy and as proud as can be for this team, how they how they played, and particularly for Holton, uh, for him to go out like he did and, and uh, show out as well as he did on a national stage. I think that was great. Uh, Keaton, uh, all of them, those, those uh uh, receivers, uh, uh, Holton was pinpoint accurate with his passing, and those guys were catching everything, every single one of them. And uh, you know, the defense for that uh, hundred yards of penalties that was uh, that was a little tough, but they, you know, they had some big, uh, big plays and uh, fumble recoveries that that uh, came in in a, in a good time. If that boy hadn't have screwed himself into the end zone head first and went out of the game. I'm afraid it might have been a different. We might have been playing catch up on offense going down the down the stretch because uh, I they think they'd have capitalized on more than what they did. But uh, <clears throat> it was a great uh, great game, great way to go out, and uh, uh, just happy happy for the team, happy for for the fans. And uh, and I want to say something about you guys. How, how much I've enjoyed uh, all of y'all this year. Uh, uh, watching you, uh, you know, from uh, Clip, and uh, he's like the wide world of sports. He, he he knows what's going on in the whole uh, spectrum of sports. I, it's all I can do to keep up with college football, but I'm entertained uh listen to all the stuff. And, Billy, you, your uh, analysis, uh, I enjoy uh, listening to that. And, of course, uh, Chandler, he's like the <laughs> he's like the – like y'all say, he's the rain man of uh, of uh, ECU sports trivia, and uh, I got a challenge for him. He might not want to take it up, but uh, it was uh, a guy, a long snapper, back in the seventies, from nineteen seventy-seven to seventy-nine. He's already <laughs> taking his Chandler. Head you now. ready for this? <laughs> uh, All right, come on, you, Chandler. They come up with his name, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, I just uh, enjoy all of you. Troy D, he, he needs to uh, go sit over there in the corner and, and say a prayer to the good Lord that, that he's got all y'all working for him because he, he's got a good crew there. And, uh, Amen. He, Save that cut. Yeah, That's good right there. I'll be thankful for that. Uh, he's, a, he's a good guy at all, but he's, uh, he, could, he, he needs to be thankful. And, uh, and Shirley, she's a uh, I could tell she's the glue that holds y'all all together, and uh, and uh, I just uh, I just enjoy him, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing y'all all in the future. And uh, uh, it's very important what you do with the fan base, and uh, you know I think it's a, a big plus for the program, and uh, you know recruiting, uh, getting the fans in the stadium, all of that, and. Uh, 
I just wanted to thank you. Well, Rod, we have, uh, and I, I probably am echoing sentiments of everybody here, man. We've enjoyed listening to you call in all year long. You've had some cool stuff to say, and def- definitely a voice that we will never, never forget for sure. We're looking forward to hearing from you more next year. Thanks for the yeah. kind words, Rod. Appreciate it, man. You're very welcome, man. I'll be, I'll be, be looking at you. All right, man. Thank you. There's Rod in Wilmington, 317-1250. Last week on Pirate Radio Live, we did a segment of Compliment Radio that went about 30 minutes when all the viewers complimented us and we complimented them back. So if you'd like to continue that tonight, feel free. We'll take all the compliments uh, you can get. Malcolm Gray on ESPN+. I was about Plus, to say the same thing. Directing, He's directing traffic. traffic. <laughs> He's doing a great job. You go there. No, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. here. Here. So everybody, and, and look, I didn't know there was a little Vulcan. I guess that's probably for the MVP, which I was. No, that's the trophy. No, no, no. There's a little one. Did you see the little one? There's a little small one like this. Does he got little tiny butt cheeks? You're probably little tiny butt cheeks. I think that's the MVP trophy is probably going to go to Holton. He gets to take home a little Vulcan? Well, yeah, when they do the wide shot, look, you can see the big Vulcan right there. That's Ooh. the big statue. Show me but that But there's wide a little shot. one about this tall. <laughs> yeah. like, Let me get a close-up. I want to see the wide shot. Little, little butt. You know, I wish they would take the Vulcan trophy and do it like the Lombardi trophy and like have players lined up and have them kiss it as they go by. <laughs> Where would you have them kiss it? Right, oh, right there on the cheeks, baby. Right you know there on the buttocks. Right on the keister. All right, we go next to Cameron. Something bit me. Cameron in Greenville. Hey, Cameron. Clip, Billy, how about them Pirates? How about them? What a win for the program, guys. All right, that is only our third bowl win in the past 20 years. Uh, so proud of this team. So proud of this program. Pirate football is back, baby. Pirate football is back. And I just want to say, I saw everything going around on Twitter about the trophy and that nice, beautiful butt on that trophy. Well, I knew after I saw that that the Pirates were going to win because you know what, guys? The Pirates love the booty. And that after that, I knew we were going to win. And all i got to say is this. Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, we are coming for you next year, baby. You better watch out. Lansing, Michigan is going to turn purple and gold. Mason Garcia is going to walk into the big house and kill Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. That being said, guys, as always, go Pirates. Pack Minji tomorrow night. Big basketball game against Temple. Let's go Pirates, baby. There he is. Cameron in Greenville fired up after the bowl victory. And I will be in Minji's looking forward to Can the game against Temple tomorrow trophy night. And, will and you relax, Billy? I want to see the butt trophy live. We're trying and to look, do a show hey, here. Ayler's did get the MVP butt trophy, the little one. That's saw, awesome, right? man. He gets to take that home yeah. and have it forever. That's awesome. Mike Houston's staring it down right now. He's got his <laughs> eyes just right on the backside of that trophy. All right. Uh, j- Johnny, John, Spencer, hang on. We'll get to your calls when we return on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, 317-1250. We're back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter post-game call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, in the guaranteed rate bowl is Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. And right now, uh, Oklahoma State has an early 7-3 lead 
And Wisconsin is marching down the field. They just uh, had a third and eight but did not convert. So now they have to punt it away with just under a minute to go in the first quarter. Got some college basketball scores from earlier today. It was Notre Dame over Jacksonville, 59-43. to Texas A&M got a win over Northwestern State, 64-52. It was Texas Tech drubbing South Carolina State, 110-71. Marquette got a win over Seton Hall, 83-69. And number six, Texas won against Texas A&M Commerce by a final of 97-72. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. They are their beacon of music in the land of the Pirates, and they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. They've got a huge New Year's Eve party coming up this weekend, and, of course, Cooper Greer with the headliner for that show. You can follow The Buck on Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. The Buck. The Buck, 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 The Buck. Al, Johnny, John, Spencer, going to get to your calls, 317-1250. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, a ton of trolls in the YouTube for you guys to chat with if you are interested in that. Some chatter on Facebook as well. Um, Dennis says ESPN was lightning quick to cut to the Wisconsin bowl game as soon as time expired. Yeah, that's... Yeah, but they, how it works. Yeah, and they had the post game show on their. Not app, everything so. is a slight against East Carolina. <laughs> that that's how that's this normal. works. If there was a game before ours that didn't yeah. end early, it would cut right after the game and go to our game. So just everybody relax, enjoy the win tonight. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Al, Johnny, John, hang on. Spencer is in Washington. Hey, Spencer. Hello, Spencer. Spencer! All right. We go to John in Charlotte. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hope you're all doing all right tonight. Yes, we are. We are. great. Hope you are. Pirate victory. Pirate victory. No complaints. You know, it's the Birmingham Bowl, so I'm not going to get all, you know, high and mighty over a Birmingham Bowl victory. It is great for the program. I don't know about you guys. I'm really looking forward to the future. Because, you know, as a Pirate fan, you know, football, especially, by the way, I love listening to you guys when I was at East Carolina back in, like, 2017, 2018, that era, the last bit of Scotty Moe in the beginning of Coach Mike. Pretty rough. And there wasn't a whole lot of ups, a whole lot of downs. And I think looking back from this year, I don't know about you guys think, I would trade that BYU victory in that Memphis four-overtime victory for an NC State win, not choking against Navy, a big second half against Cincinnati, and, you know, obviously I'm going to show up against Houston. Granted, you know, a minority of good stuff. You're trading. Uh, it's starting to grow. You're trading four wins. <laughs> four losses for two wins. Yeah, I think we'd all make that trade. <laughs> well, we're just saying, like, I just, we're just saying, like, in terms of looking back at the season, I think, you know, we're getting in the right direction in terms of making a lot of good stuff and, you know, not having a lot of bad moments. And I think that, you know, we're getting right there is what, you know, I was hinting at. And I'm already looking forward to this Michigan game next year. It's going to be an all-time color game, by the way. And if we can just go in there and maybe get up 7 nothing, maybe show just a little bit of life, and who knows, it won't be the first time a team from North Carolina upsets Michigan in the big house. 
I don't know. I'm, just, I'm really looking forward to next year. I think Coach Mike Houston should be looking forward to the two, two 10-1 seasons the next couple of years. I think that should be our goal is a 10-1 season next year for the next couple of years. And, and I'll just leave it with this with you guys and something just to you know, talk about I was saying earlier. Um, I think that we're really getting to the point to where the seasons, you know, these regular seasons that we're having, a lot of good's coming and, and the bad's getting pretty minimal. And I think this upcoming year, it's, I think we could be looking at a 10-1 season. All right. Well, uh, it's uh, ten win seasons are hard. They really, really are. They're not, they're few and far between. And How many of East Carolina had two? They are. But I mean, think two. We have a big second, second half against Cincinnati. We have a big second half against Cincinnati, a team that had two two year winning streak at home. And we gave them a pretty good game. We don't choke up against Navy. Yeah, yeah, they were right there in a bunch of games. Right, but no that's doubt. why we're saying it's it's tough to get ten wins. I mean, because they, of they things like that. Out. I mean, those are they're just it's tough. And also, man, there's a lot of uh, personnel. Like It's so year-to-year now. Yeah. It's hard to even imagine who's going to be on the field for East Carolina. That's the toughest September. part is when you throw the transfer portal into the mix. By the way, who was, was that clip poking at the, of course, we take four wins over two? You knew what, you knew what I was saying. <laughs> I really didn't. You said you trade two. I, did, I didn't know what you meant. You know what? Well, you know what? I was ner- I'm nervous. You know, my pirate rating. I used to my <laughs> <laughs> big shining moment. I just want to get it out there. Well, you got back on track. Great. I mean, great job. You know, I, seriously, guys, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this Michigan game. I don't know by what your guys' take is on it. You know, serious, <laughs> you know, non-biased. We're going to be 24-point <laughs> underdogs, and it's going to be uh going to lose tough. by 30. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. And the only reason I say that is because I alluded to this earlier, and, and this was when we got on the Mason Garcia kick, that yeah. Michigan is going to be so ready for East Carolina, it's not even funny. Because like you mentioned, Michigan has had problems with um, teams they were heavily favored of over from the state of North Carolina. If you think that any Michigan player next year the beginning of next year is not going to be thinking app state when when east carolina rolls into the big house you're mistaken i don't i don't they're thinking about what happens in this championship they're about to play well yeah i know but i mean that's that, that'll be a, a, a natty championship they go in the yeah. national championship opening up at the defending national champs be pretty cool but also could be this is why i hate ecu football see i always they always break my heart i finally spot in <laughs> all right she'll be so fired up for that game they're gonna lose by like 45 what's that you you got your <laughs> expectations out of whack if you think they're gonna go into michigan as 24 point dogs and win that's kind of on you john i don't think that i don't think that but just give me like give me seven nothing give me seven all right <laughs> we'll get off to a good start all right that, that john could, that, could, yeah. that could happen we'll talk to you after that game Thanks, guys. Appreciate you taking my call. All right, dude. All right, man. There's John. That, one, that was a roller coaster of a call right there. <laughs> um, Be old on YouTube says, has anybody talked about the actual bowl game? Why are we talking about a game nine months from now? Call in and talk about what you want to. Why is everybody complaining? Why does everybody complain so damn much? We just want a bowl game. Everybody's whining and crying about something. Good Lord. Johnny is in Buck Row Beach. Hey, Johnny. What is shaking and baking, fellas? What's up? All right, Dreamweaver. I'm going to eat some crow. Fourth game of the season, losing the Navy. You know exactly what I said, don't you? I do. I do. Repeat it. We might not win another game this season. No, no. Wasn't it? What is, we are not going to a bowl game. Not going to a bowl game. That's it. 
not going to a bowl game, so I'm eating crow on that. Eating crow on that. Now, what I am going to say, and, uh, you know, I go, yeah, here's the glass half empty. So 20 years ago, we played NC State, won the Peach Bowl, won the Carolina National Championship, blah, blah, blah. Great. Great for the program. It brought us all out of the woodwork. But also 20 years ago, 21 years ago or whatever, Coastal Carolina didn't have a team. Neither did ODU. Neither did some of these other schools. And now all of a sudden, they're in these conferences that are kind of competing with us, if you will. So let's talk about the conferences, the American conference. We were, with the exception of the new teams coming in, we were the last team to get in this conference. You go back 10 or 15 years ago when we were trying to get in Conference USA, again, we were the last team getting in this conference. And we got in because because we had a couple of good years, and that's great. Now the American Conference is, you know, it's getting watered down. It's, you know, a combination of the American and, and USA. North Texas and whatever these other teams are. My thing is, and and someone answered this before, well, there's more money in the American. Sunbelt is the conference we need to be in. It might be less money, but there are three or four natural rivalries right there. In the American conference, we have no rivalries. If someone can come up with one, that's great. But in the in the Sun Belt, you got Marshall, Southern Miss, and I'm going to repeat Southern Miss because they had our number. You got ODU. You've got Coastal of all teams. I, I don't get it. I, I don't listen. We we're not we're not going to get an invite to any of these P5 conferences. Okay, let's be for real here. We got to get out of that purple Kool-Aid bubble. We we need to take a half a step back and be smart in moving forward. That's all not right, going to happen, Johnny. First of all, that's not going to happen. Second, I, I just I'm not going to take less money. I've, I've got, to have a rivalry with not, Southern Miss, right? And I've got one. I just got. I've got one question for you that I have to know. Which? Wait a minute. I just have to know this. Which is the better conference, the Sun Belt or the American? Simple question. Which which one is better? Well, I, I I mean to be quite frank with you, I think if you say the Sun Belt, you're lying. The Sun Belt is not a better conference. So why would you go to a lesser conference, take less money just to play rival games that you're gonna you can bust to? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It might be less money, but it's also less travel. It's also less travel. Do, do we care about playing? Was it North Texas State? No, no, no we don't. I but, don't. But you, you would always take the bigger conference. Always. Well, I, listen, I don't think that's. I, I don't agree with that. All right. Okay, we, that's fine, we, and we that's great. To disagree. Yeah, but it's. I just, say, I say, you always take the. You don't go backwards. I, if everything was equal, money wise, and everything, then yeah, you want the regional rivalries, but it's not equal, and it's not close to equal right now. So you have to stay where you are. Okay, so here's my question. 
it might not be equal what we're getting money wise, but what are we spending money wise? travel to all these four places i'm sure if if the, if they crunch the numbers and see that it would be even then they would go that route but they're not it's not it doesn't make up that money Mm-mm. well i just i mean it's my opinion that's that's all I'm saying, but i know that i just let me let me let me just say this uh, let me just i'm gonna close on this statement you know being again i'm not trying to be a smart you know what here being outside what i call the purple bubble you know, looking in on, on all these conferences, the Sun Belt gets just as much attention, if not more, than the Americans. And you may not see it down there, but up here we see. Up here we see. All right. But, okay, so here's here's what I'm going to close on. <laughs> it's like your eighth close. You're like Mariana Rivera. You can't stop closing. <laughs> You're going to like this one. This is going to be good stuff here. All right, this is a big one. Coffee's for closers. Here's, here's, here's the closer. Everybody down in Carolina, here's what I want you to do. Push that barbecue plate away and start eating pasta because Garcia is going to be the man, baby. Love you. Have a great night. I think Garcia is an Italian name. <laughs> What? Hold up! Did he make <laughs> that? Was your close? Oh, Johnny. Gar- All right, I got nothing. Three one seven twelve fifty. Al in Greenville's next. Hey, Al. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Billy. Uh, Al- Garcia. Uh, do you think we should be in the Sun Belt? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm talking about Garcia. I'm Italian. He's not Italian. I'm Mason Garcia. <laughs> He's from Sicily. God, did we just win a bowl game? I can't believe it. We just won. Who cares about the sun ball? All-time fifth quarter, though. This is great. All right. Al, what's up, man? It's unbelievable. Hey, listen, I was surprised. I'm glad they won, and it was a great game. No complaints except for the stupid cat penalties. But I was shocked today. When I heard Ruff McNeil being interviewed, he's a coach at NC State. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, he's been there uh, two or three years now. Unbelievable. He actually was on the sidelines when uh, ECU and NC State played this year to open. Unbelievable. Well, I don't get get a chance to get over to stadium. The other thing is the announcers were saying that uh, our quarterback is – on the pro list he wants to go pro i never heard that either well everybody wants to go pro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean he's he's got an uphill battle uh with that but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll take him i knew two of you other ecu players that plays for our team so we'll take him he could be a backup quarterback Minshew looked pretty good uh on sunday didn't he i was shocked again <laughs> al's been shocked a lot this week he's shocked I don't even Shocking. know who was with the Eagles. I didn't know who Linville Joseph was with the Eagles. Ever since I've been down here, you know, I, you know, I get a chance to follow the Eagles. I wish, and he, and I don't think he's going to be next year. Somebody's going to pick him up. He's good enough to play for anybody. Who, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Linville Joseph, or are you talking about Minshew? Minshew. Oh, got gotcha. you. Yeah, he'll be with somebody else. I don't think Linville Joseph will be there either. He's better than Washington's quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd take him in a heartbeat. I'd take him over Carson Wentz. <laughs> No kidding. 
I don't. I don't know. He's he's got some swag. Heineke's got some swagger that Minshew has, though. If he would just not throw interceptions at the most inopportune times. Well, Al, you used to call in during the good days, and then you were with us during the bad days. So uh, hopefully, we're we're getting back up that that good mountain here. Some of your callers, Cliff, well. don't remember. Montgomery is a coach. They wouldn't be. No, I think they all remember because everybody <laughs> mentions him. That's for sure. Unbelievable. I wasn't allowed to call your show for almost two weeks because of Troy. I couldn't call in because I gave Terrence Copper a terrible time on the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It was a terrible time for me. It made people very upset. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm hope, I hope I can call in next year. I hope it's a good year and you guys have a great. New Year's. All right, Al, you too. Good to hear from you. There he is, uh, Philly Al. Uh, Pirate GT says that Al just wake up from a coma. Um, <laughs> Brett says most bizarre start to a fifth quarter. Uh, yeah, this has got yeah. a lot. Cameron yeah. says, Macione Garciana. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. All right, uh, let's see what Joe, Kyle, and Becca have when we return. <laughs> On the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. I'm going to eat my banana pudding. <laughs> Push the barbecue away. Push the barbecue And bring away. on the pasta, because Garcia's coming in. Celebratory pudding, baby. I will never push the barbecue away, especially from Parker's Barbecue. Uh, hooked us up with some awesome pre-game and post-game food. Billy uh, is enjoying some celebratory banana pudding. Mm, nanner pudding. Nanner. From nanner Parker's pudding. Barbecue. Nanner pudding. All right, 317-1250. What a show. What a life. We're back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation Integrity Home Mortgage is here. If you're looking to purchase a home, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir today. The Integrity Home Mortgage team offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve before, during, and after your real estate transaction. To get started, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, or Joanne Weir. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right. The uh, Super Mario Brothers tweets are coming in. <laughs> Wendy on YouTube says, Mamma Mia, here comes Garcia. <laughs> Johnny and Buckrow saying, uh, push away that plate of barbecue and uh, pasta. bring on the pasta. That's going to be our new saying now. We got to get barbecue and bring on the pasta. Got to get Garcia an NIL deal with Cuccinella's or Familia immediately. <laughs> Get that man an Italian NIL. That'd be awesome. Uh, Robert on YouTube misses Coach Logan. So that's the kind of chat we got going on there. (laughs) You guys, you people, never cease to amaze me. It's unbelievable. All right. Uh, (laughs) Weston, Becca, Kyle, hang on. We go to Joe in Texas. Hey, Joe. Man, the things you learn while waiting on hold. Uh, um, first of all, I live in Texas, and I can trust you. Trust me when I tell you, Garcia is not. A- <laughs> There's no Garcias in Texas, are there? Have you 23 and me that? I'm not sure. I don't know. I've looked between here and the Red River, and I can't find one. All right. 
So anyway, you, you go, the Sunbelt Conference being a better conference is a bunch of crap. Yeah, it's, it's nonsense. If you, if you can have University of North Texas, I mean, you can think what you want to about the school, but that's in Denton, Texas. That's 30 minutes north of Dallas and Fort Worth. And if you can put your brand in front of that, you know, in that environment, you're better for it. Uh, UT South, you know, UTSA, the Roadrunners in San Antonio, that's a $2 million, $2 million person uh, region. So putting your brand in front of that is not a bad idea. So Sunbelt ain't better. Yeah, you know, Texas football, for people that don't know anything about Texas football, they don't know anything about Texas football, if that makes sense. I mean, Texas high school football games in Texas, I've seen AT&T Field f- full for a high school football state championship game. Well, what are Texas. we talking about, though? Like, we're happy to have North Texas? No, right? no, no. But I, I don't but care about playing them at I, all. I, I agree, but to his point is that that brand of football and putting a bigger brand to those you never know what it could do for those well i mean utsa is already top 25 team right so i I am kind of excited about uh playing runners yeah well let me ask you this you know this is a great win tonight for this group uh i look back over the past 20 25 years with logan with gerard get pulse with a perpetually um eligible patrick pickney uh ruffin mcneil with captain carden who was from houston by the way and you look at uh, Mike Houston and um, and Holt Naylor. So, uh, this is a pretty dynamic group, and that group's been great. Great. How would you rate that uh, foursome together? How would you rate what now? Which foursome? What do you? You know, you know, when Mike Mike Houston and Holt and Naylor's being a, a great combination mm-hmm. back at some of the great coaches at quarterback combination. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so with. Uh, you would have Lewis McNeil and, uh, and Carden, and then Lewis uh, and Blake, Bill Lewis and Blake, yeah, Gar- uh, Gerard and, Gerard uh, and Logan. Logan, Houston and Holt. I mean, wow. How do you rank? How would you rank those? I don't. I'll let you go. Man. Unfortunately, I got Holden and Houston at the bottom because we're talking yeah. legends in the others. I mean, I I think Logan Gerard maybe that's one. Probably uh, and I mean Blake, if you Lewis, think about two, yeah yeah Carden, and I would go three. Carden yeah. three and then that's Houston, a good question Holton I mean but there that's, that's I wanted to are, ask him what he did for a living he has a good radio voice yeah those are are four good dynamic duos yeah. for East Carolina I never really thought about that yep no doubt that's a good point all right Joe I hate we lost you yeah. but uh three one seven twelve fifty Kyle and Lagrange is up next hey, hey, that Kyle. brings up a good uh, a good discussion. Yeah. So who's who's your favorite dynamic duo? David says get Mason Garcia nil with Olive Garden catchphrase never ending touchdowns. Ooh, pretty good, David. Yeah. What's yeah. up, Kyle Lagrange? Is it me, Mason Garcia? <laughs> Whoa, Mason, is that you? Right here, get your pizza, get your Italian cucinellis. It's forget Mason Garcia. Johnny and Buckrow really started something here. And it's funny because Mario Brothers has the M for Mason on his hat. <laughs> it's a me, a Mason. Look. Hey, can we put uh, Mason Garcia on a, on a little go-kart going around <laughs> down East England Stadium? Mason Kart. <laughs> Mason Kart World. Yeah. Every, uh, every time we score a touchdown, that can be a video. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get it done. All right. Uh, look, I uh, look, Johnny. Uh, no offense to his call there earlier. And this, he got several. He kept saying he said the Peach Bowl was twenty years ago. What the hell's wrong with him? It's been thirty-two years ago. Uh, I don't. Wait, I what think he said he said the Peach Bowl was twenty years ago. Uh, that's like yeah. a Troy D move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's that was 10 or 19, twenty years 19, ago. 
But now I do have to say, though, the older I get, the more everything was, oh, yeah, that was uh, two years ago. No, Billy, that was like 20 years ago. So I get it. Yeah, it just, yeah I don't know. I'll talk right now. I don't, I don't think he's as wrong on the Sunbelt thing as some people think. Obviously, you're not going to leave a conference for, for less money. But I think eventually when the TV contract is up at 27, the money's going to go down significantly. And then there may be some actual talk about joining the Sunbelt. Uh, but as of right now, no, you're not. Gonna, you're not going to take less money. You just play regional, regional teams. But if the money becomes similar, you would. Sure, that, yeah, and I said that if money. everything's right. even, if everything's then it makes more sense to play local teams. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's down the road. Uh, look, great, great ball win tonight. Uh, um, card wins. What am I talking about? Um, Holton had a had a hell of a night. Uh, obviously, six touchdowns. Great performance. I mean, just just thrilled for the Pirates. Get the win over Coastal. Uh, anybody have any clue what the what going for two was all about in that situation? I mean, I don't really think we were trying to make it a twenty four point game. No, I I just said jokingly, and it might not be half wrong that Houston was sending a message to his special teams, like you know what, screw you guys, I'm just going to go for two. Um, I don't know if that was the case. I was just joking when I said that, but I mean, I didn't have any other explanation. I mean, it. we can speculate. Houston going into the locker room at halftime was talking about, you know, if they want to do that chippy stuff, they can do it. We don't need to get involved in that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could have been a hey, look at the scoreboard. Some yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That would be interesting to. Add. I, mean, I hope maybe somebody asked him that after the game. We don't know yet. Yeah, I watched the interaction with him and uh, Coastal's interim head coach um, as they were going off the field, and it seemed very cordial. So I don't yeah. know if there was any heat on from the, from the Coastal side of them going for two. But, yeah, there was a lot of chippiness out there. We got some uncharacteristic penalties, but we didn't control ourselves. But I think I think it was a lot of us getting called after Coastal kind of provoked us. But nonetheless, you, you can't have the unsportsmanlike penalties and lay hits and all that kind of nonsense. But huge win, huge win. Nice to win and put something away. Not hold on and win by the skin of your teeth. Take it to them. Take the damn thing and uh, get a, get a, get a ball win. And uh, proud of the guys. And that's pretty much all I got, guys. It's, uh, it's been a very interesting football season for me personally, and obviously for the Pirates. And uh, glad glad to close it on a high note. Eight wins, tenth bowl win in program history. So uh, very pleased. And uh, that's all I got. Go Pirates. Hope you have a good uh, 2023, Kyle. Thanks for calling in, man. All right, uh, 317-1250, we go back to Charlotte and talk to Becca. Hey, Becca. Hey, how are y'all? Doing, Doing good, great. Becca. Um, I don't have much to say, but uh, I am a pirate born and bred, and uh, I don't know why. Everyone keeps talking about going to the Sun Belt, and I don't know why everyone keeps complaining about a win when we sat through some piss-poor seasons. But... Uh, I think great win tonight, and uh, Holton deserves much more praise than we've been giving him for the last five years. So, that's all I got. All right. Thank you for the call, well, and Becca. Becca. And Becca, I agree, but it's one of those things where it takes having to not have that quarterback to really appreciate him if that makes sense. A lot of times you don't know what you have until it's gone. Well, that's Kirk Cousins in Washington. Absolutely. I mean, we didn't want to pony up that big money, but I always said at the time, what is the alternative? And we've seen it since then, and it has not been as good as Kirk. I mean, that's one example of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't think it's that good. Until it's gone. Yeah. Which is one reason I'm nervous about next year. I mean, at least you knew what you got 
with Holt Nailers. Absolutely. You, you go into the unknown. Could be better. Could be worse. We don't know yet. But yeah. uh, but I agree with that sentiment, Billy. Yes. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Providing that sentiment. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. 317 <laughs> I appreciate the Kirk Cousins reference, too, and their commanders. I thought it was a good example. Like It was. I think it was a great example. We yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Weston is in Myrtle Beach. Hey, Weston. Clipper, Billy, how we doing? Doing great, man. Great, Hope man. you are. I'm doing wonderful down here in Sunbelt country. Yes, sir. We're coming down there. We're coming to the Sunbelt. Yeah, for all those people talk about us going to the Sunbelt, please, guys, come on. Literally, like, come on. Like, I know we want the old other Miss and Marshall rivalries. Those were, those days were over. I mean, it, it's it's literally just awful to, to, to hear people talk about that. But Well, it's only been one person tonight. Let's not act like we've had a slew of callers. No, so. but we've had those calls before know, on I other know, shows. I know. So we have, we've had those calls before. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's funny to me? What's funny to me is when we played Southern Miss on a regular basis and we played Marshall in conference on a regular basis did we sell out those games were they so like highly motivated for people to go no it was the nc state games it was the unc games and stuff and i understand but still it's still not it it i don't know those those were good games but but we were also trying to get out of their conference true the entire time so we're not going back but anyway again that's just one caller it doesn't need to dominate the show but it can if you'd like (laughs) that's right we go in the direction you you lead us yeah, I, I don't. I don't want it to dominate the show. I, I was there in 2009 when we beat Marshall. CJ Wilson blocked that. I think it was a field. Oh yeah, yeah. Back for a touchdown. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's to me. I, I would love to have those rivalries back. I mean, I would love to have Charlotte with that. I mean, that would be fantastic to me. But if we're being honest, guys. Michigan is on the clock. That's where we're going with. And then, um, obviously, they're probably going to be a top five, top ten team coming in next year with their recruiting class that they had. Um, and then you you look to the following week when we have Marshall coming back. Um, I saw some a lot of Marshall people down here for the bowl game. Uh, I'm actually in Conway, actually. So I'm actually. Oh, so you're right there in in coastal country. Yeah, so I, I, I'm actually a student at Coastal Carolina, surprisingly. Um, I grew up a diehard pirate, and I'm going to – I mean, my first game, I was eight days old for David Garrard against NC State, and I, ha- I have it framed in my room. Twenty, I think it, the final score was 24-3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, I have it framed in When they brought in the temporary bleachers. At uh, Dowdy Ficklin that year, and and the old Dowdy Ficklin stadium, yeah, before before, before the uh, Boneyard. That's exactly right, Billy. And I think it was actually that one was before. Um, was that before the Murphy Center? Because there was a game there against NC State where there were bleachers in both ends. Oh, I think that yeah, was yeah, that. that was before the Murphy Center too. Yeah, so um, it, I, all my buddies tonight have been giving me crap and. I've been sick with the Pirates all day long. It's not going to ever get. It's not ever going to change. And um, like I said, guys, Michigan is on the clock. Kate McCarthy, you better be ready 
Emmanuel Hickman is about to just shove it down your throat. Jeremy Lewis, South Central, South Central bred where I went to high school. He's about to shove it down your throat. Mason Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling that's going to stick. You, if you mention his Garcia. name, you have to say it in a bad, offensive Mario Italian accent. So well done, Weston. Thank you. <laughs> hey, guys, we got to get him an NIL with Familia. It's Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you. I'm going to hang up and listen. Go Pirates. And uh, we'll see you guys next year. All right. All right. There is Weston. I remember tweeting a long time ago, and I can probably find it uh, if you give me a second. Who will be the head coach of Michigan when they play ECU? Um, and and I did that years ago, and it was when Harbaugh was struggling. Um, and now I'm wondering. I can still ask the question because. Now Harbaugh is being talked about for NFL jobs. Ooh. So something mm. to keep an eye on this yes. offseason. Will he get lured to Charlotte? To uh, Who else needs a coach? Uh, Denver? Uh, oh, yeah. There are teams out there. Yeah, they got rid of their coach pretty quick. Uh, for good reason. They yeah. are a... Uh, I don't know if he wants to go there and... You know, be on that Russell Wilson train. <laughs> that train is <laughs> that train going has, the wrong way. Yeah, has derailed. It's on the wrong rail. All right, 317-1250. Kevin, Stephen, Tommy, Pays, hang on. We'll get to your calls when we return on a fun edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. We're back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Weave and I were just talking big hoops game in Minji's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, and we're talking about the team being there. Jeff Charles yeah. said gotta, he plans. Got to see the butt trophy there. Yeah. That'd be you awesome. can get a live look at the butt. Yeah. The brass ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Jeff Charles said they'd be back around 1 o'clock, he thought. So, because uh, he's going to be on the call, so that maybe the team will be out there. I bet there'll be some night. people out there uh, welcoming the flight home. Oh, Are they flying into Kinston or Greenville? They flew out of Kinston, so I'm assuming back yeah. into Kinston. Yeah, uh, but that is an assumption, so do not take it for gospel. All right, three one seven twelve fifty on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Thanks to Parker's Barbecue for the awesome pregame and post-game food, Billy. Just took down a celebratory banana pudding. I had a pre-celebratory brownie. Their brownies are huge. Did, what? Here? Hey, what? Here? Yeah. You didn't tell me there were brownies here, too. You're how? I'm not going to ask a man his age, but you're you're grown. Go get it. I mean, figure it out. Do I have to tell you the whole Are you menu? saying I'm a grown-ass man? Yeah. I'm a grown Vulcan-ass man? You, I ain't your boss, B. <laughs> you know, one wise man once said in this studio... Is there a brownie in there? There should is be. Is it in the fridge? Chandler, will you do my Kill man me. a solid and get him a brownie? Yeah, Chandler, I got you some nanner pudding. Thank you, Chandler. I know you're busy, but appreciate it. Kevin, Stephen, Tommy, hang on. Let's go to B. Pays in Raleigh. What's up, Pays? This is some breaking news. Uh, someone who has a Spanish father and an Italian mother 
Mason Garcia is my brother. <laughs> Mason Garcia. That's right, Pays. I knew you had some Italian. I didn't know you had Spanish as well. So, uh, yeah, Pays is Spanish. That's my father. So, all right. Yeah, and, then, and the Fazios is the Italian side. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> you and Mason. I just checked Ancestry.com. Me and Mason Garcia are brothers. <laughs> All right, cool. He's a brother from another mother. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. Good. Uh, great being a bowl game win tonight. And uh, it'll be interesting. I Hopefully, you know, I, I, is anything on CJ yet? Has Which way he's going to go next year? Billy, or I mean, anything on him yet? No, I'm all speculation at this point. Okay, so be good. Be good to have it. We got some young guys in. Um, got some young guys playing tonight, though, which was a, yeah. was a good thing. Yeah. So that'll be good. I mean, the the more talent Mason has around him, yep. I believe it'll be a take a let take less take less uh, less pressure. Uh, you know, pressure off him. So, and then Marlon Gunn get hurt tonight. Um, I don't remember. I don't think he did. You mean after? I mean, he was returning kicks, right? Yeah. But then they brought in Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, and then they put the third string running back in. Uh, That's right, oh, yeah. Camaro Edmonds. Edmonds. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But but he Camaro was in early before Gunn had got. I think that was part of the plan as well to get all three of those guys in. And maybe the broadcast had it, and I just missed it. But they were not showing a lot of replays or explaining no, penalties no. or doing any of that stuff. No, so. they went to break when there were. It was right at the end of the third quarter, I believe, where they went to the break and there was a little scuffle and there was a 15 yard penalty. They came back and ECU's on the 15 yard line going in. They never explained why, and I just I saw on Twitter that there was a 15 yard penalty. So people in the stadium knew what was going on, but uh, at home there was a lot of confusion. Well, I saw him go off once. I guess after returning one of the kicks, and he, 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 he wasn't really limping, but you could tell he got hit hard. So I didn't know if they had, I didn't know if they had said, you know, they had said anything. But good win tonight. Listen, you know, I'll chime in real quick. Sunbelt, listen, if you want to be playing University of Louisiana Monroe on ESPN Ocho on Wednesday nights, you can go to the Sunbelt. I'll be happy staying where we're at. Go Pirates! All right, well said. There is B Pays joining us from Raleigh. Three one seven twelve fifty. Tommy is up next. In boy, that's weird. Luke what? Fickle in the Wisconsin sweater vest, coaching the bowl game. Oh yeah, no did boy, you not he know that? left and went. Yeah, and got there. Yeah. He's, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like Coastal's new coach uh, Beck. Was he, on the side. He was just kind of chilling. He was just he was an observer tonight. He had great seats for the yeah, game he did. on the sideline. Has a little sideline pass. Fickle's on. like legitimately coaching. Oh yeah, huh? no, yeah. no, he's coaching. All right, uh, Tommy is up in Garner. Hey, Tommy. How you doing? That's Tommy three. Uh, Tommy three. Okay, Tommy three. Your name's Tommy. Uh, Tommy three. That's correct. All right, Tommy. Good to have you. Thank you, guys. Billy, Shirley, Cliff. I talked to you the last home game, but the bottom line is I got about three or four things here. We only punted once tonight. How do we get that block? You always block right up, right up the middle. That wasn't the punter's fault. That was a, a blown assignment right up the middle. Twenty-four, Jack Powers. What was he doing? Yeah, yeah. But, that that yeah, that was a bad one. We had to get one special teams miscue. Yeah, because that's the only miscue the on the special teams all night. We had to have one, and there it was. Special, special teams come to die in Greenville. It's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you play a lot of ball games on special teams. Yeah, it was a, reba- a terrible year. All yeah. right, that's one of four. What's number two? And, and you told me well, this little part. The, the plan was to get all three running backs in. 
which leads me to one of my other points. I talked to you about the big house, the last home game. After the third quarter, the game was over with. We should have got Garcia in there. And if I'm not mistaken, Donnie Kilpatrick is the quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator. Does he want to go up there with no experience with a quarterback? I was thinking the same thing tonight. Uh, we, we were talked about this the last just, half of yeah. the season. I mean, uh, apparently they did not deem it important to get him in. I, I don't know. And Houston has said Mason Garcia is going to be our starting quarterback next year. And if you say that, why I don't understand why you don't take opportunities in the season prior to the season of him being the starter, getting him significant reps. And we didn't see that. I just... I thought that there was a potential, okay, early in the fourth quarter tonight getting Mason Garcia in. Still may have been a little early, but it would have been good reps. It would have been a good experience for him. I think he could have handled the situation. They still, in my opinion, would have won, uh, but it didn't happen. And, and, and even at the very end, I thought that we were actually laughing watching Holton run for his helmet when he saw that the defense had forced a turnover with 50 seconds left and he didn't even want Garcia to go in. It was just odd. And then Garcia goes in to kneel on the ball in victory formation. So, yeah, it's been a question all year, all year. Well, they better hope and pray that he don't transfer because I'm just going to tell you, he must be a man, Garcia, because that would put a bad taste in your mouth, in my mouth, anybody's mouth, after what they did. They must have promised him the key to the city. I don't know. Well, they've had conversations we're not privy to. I, I'm yeah. sure that they have a good relationship. So, Well, it must be something huge because I'm going to tell you, like I said, it, 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 I cannot believe that he ain't transferred out. We'll be happy he hasn't. Because, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm going to talk to him this week, matter of fact. But Where are you going to talk to him? No experience. He's going to call him on the telephone. Where are you going to talk to Mason? <laughs> I, I'll talk to him in Greenville. Like what? Y'all hanging out? Well, I, well, no, we ain't gonna hang out. I'm just gonna talk to him, and and and, and I got a few words to talk. About. He's a friend of mine. Got contact with. Him. Okay. okay, all right. Just That's curious. Good. All right. But but my whole thing is, I just hope we don't get. A, I just hope we don't get a bunch of people hurt, a bunch of players hurt in Michigan. Because I'm telling you right now, you you ain't you you whoever them people talking about the Sun Belt and the. And, and all these different college, I mean, these conferences, you either go big time or you go home. And we ain't going no uh, Sunbelt. We ain't going no MEAC. We ain't doing none of that mess. You go up, you don't go down. So the bottom line is I just hope nobody gets hurt up there, especially Garcia, because I'm going to tell you something. If they, if they win a national championship, it's going to be on like a pot of chicken on the neck bone. Them boys up there, them grown men up there in Michigan. All right. All right. I mean, I agree, but you're worried about Garcia transferring. You're worried about getting hurt. I mean, any optimism, Tommy? Well, you, you, you better be in the weight room this uh, winter. That's all I can say. Cause they will. <laughs> are you worried about them not being in the weight room? <laughs> you you hope they are. You worry too much, Tommy. Well, I mean, hey. This <laughs> <laughs> is kind of football. <laughs> all right. Good point. You got me there. All is well. And uh, hope y'all have a Merry Christmas. And uh, Tommy Three sign off. Back to you, Cliff and Billy. All right. Thank you. You mean next year, Christmas, Merry Christmas? Next year. Yeah. Thank you. Boy, you jump, you're the first person to wish me a Merry Christmas for next year. Thank you, Tommy. Steven is in Winterville. Hey, Steven. 
Can you turn your radio, turn your radio down, Stephen? I did. There you go. Good Thank job. You. What's just, up, man? Just wanted to say two things, and I'll get off and let y'all. Uh, one, uh, I hope the teams leaving the American going to the Big Twelve have fun with that officiating crew. <laughs> that was terrible. It was, and, yeah. And I, you know, is Holt Naylor's the best quarterback to come through ECU? Uh, it's argumentable, but is he the most important? Uh, I don't think there's no doubt, and uh, I'll let I'll, I'll let y'all have it. Thank you for what you've done this year. Well, I mean, you I see what you're saying there. You need a, a special guy that buys in 100 oh, percent to take you from three wins, three wins, three wins to back to back winning seasons, bowl win. And from that standpoint, yeah, uh, you you needed him. You got him when you needed him. You had him when you needed him. For you sure. know what? And never wavered. Never. There was never a thought that crossed anyone's mind that that young man would ever transfer out and go into the transfer portal or say, you know what, this was not a good decision for me. Maybe I should have went to NC State or one of these other schools that offered. I mean, he from the word go said that he wanted to put East Carolina back on the map. And I think he did exactly that. Uh, I'm a sucker for wordplay. Chris on YouTube says, Luke shows just how fickle coaching can be. Ooh, Sad. Wow. Thank That's you. Thank you for that, Chris. Bazinga. Uh, all right. Uh, Kevin is in Winterville. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I'm glad that Mason Gospie, uh <laughs> came in to take a knee. Thank you. He's been a liar. Thank you for that. Um, but let's celebrate us winning a bowl game. We haven't won a bowl game in, what, since 13? Uh, so it's been a long time coming. We actually won a game, uh, a bowl game, and it, uh, we'll ping it that. So let's let's just celebrate that. And then let's stop talking about Michigan being national champions because Georgia's going to repeat this year anyway. So go Pirates, and uh, Michigan's on the clock. On the clock. All right, Kevin. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, 317-1250. Atticus, hang on. We'll get an Atticus call to wrap up the season. And for the first time tonight, we have open lines. Uh, so if you want to jump in, you can. 317-1250, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We're back with more of your calls, comments, commentary, and uh, bad Italian accents. And recipes. Back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rose. All right, let's run down some NBA uh, scores as a couple of games still in action. Uh, the Hornets are trailing the Warriors 94-87. to Terry Rozier has 19 points for Charlotte. The Kings are leading the Nuggets by a point, 90-89, with about six and a half minutes to go in that game. Finals from earlier today, Luka Doncic messed around and got a triple-double tonight. Listen to his number, 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, as the Mavs beat the Knicks 126-121 in overtime. The Grizzlies lose to the Suns 125-108. Ja Morant finished with 35 points in that game. 76ers lose to the Wizards, 116-111. Joel Embiid had a double-double. He finished with 48 points, 10 rebounds. Lakers win against the Magic, 129-110. LeBron James finished with 28 points. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall 
uh, scoreboard uh, brought to you by The Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. Check out their huge New Year's Eve party with Cooper Greer coming up on New Year's Eve. And uh, you can uh, follow The Buck on Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Well, the lines were open for a minute. And they are shut down because we are full. Mike, Frank, Hunter, hanging on the Pit Electric Live line on our final edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Happy Hump Day to those that celebrate. It is midnight. Hump Day. Hump day. We got Pirate Hoops coming up at 7 o'clock, ECU and Temple. Uh, looking forward to that. And Sports Trivia at AJ's after that if you want to come hang out. All right, Atticus is in Charlotte. What's up, Atticus? Cabrock, hey man, look, we we've been through a lot of pirate athletics together, me, you, and Chandler, and everybody at Pirate Radio. This is our first Pirate Bowl game that we've been able to enjoy together, and we're going to enjoy this, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're very happy tonight. And the outlook is very positive, and tonight we just whooped Coastal, man. We just whooped Coastal, and there's so much that we could dive into. And we're not going to, because there's so much we have to get into, and I'm going to leave you guys with this. Because at the end of the day, we've we've had some disappointing losses, some really high highs with the win. And Chandler, if you're there, I want you to take it over for me after this. We gotta hold on to what we got. It doesn't, doesn't make, make a difference, difference if we make it, it or not. We, we got each other, and that's and a lot for love. love. We'll give it a shot. Oh, we're halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. Take my hand, we'll make it, I swear. Had a kiss. Are you still there? Are you still there? Atticus is gone. <laughs> Atticus had 24 beers. <laughs> I wanted to ask Atticus if the Carolina Panthers were going to uh, win out. And now take- he is crying. Happy tears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hunter is up next in Greenville. Hello, Hunter. Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Doing good. Uh, as you can tell, pretty good. Hey, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun just now. I love that song when I used to uh, go to all the games in Greenville. But uh, I have two things I want to say. One, I know people were saying this earlier. Owen was definitely not the most talented quarterback in Greenville that's come through, but he's definitely, I think, been the most influential as far as like saying, I'm going to buy into this program. I'm a local kid and being able to take this team from three straight three-win seasons to back-to-back, what was it, seven and five-win seasons? Yep, eight yep. and five. Eight, eight and five, but seven, uh, seven regular season wins. Right. And then the other thing I was going to comment on was, I know we only had that one special teams play, but is anybody thinking that Tim Dallas is on the chopping block possibly with him getting fired with all the special teams miscues this season? I mean, it's yeah, it's got to be looked at. I don't know about chopping block, hot seat, whatever you want to call it, but there will definitely be meetings, and they're going to have to figure out what went wrong with kicking, with punting, 
um we had how many uh kick returns one or two yeah for a touch so yeah yeah it has been the black eye of the football team the entire season so again i don't know if he's going to get the axe but uh, he's got a conversation to have with mike houston i think at the very least there will be some shuffling of uh duties or assignments well wasn't the former wasn't the defensive tackles coach a special teams coordinator before that with james madison uh, is that Tesh? Yeah, Tesh. He was like an assistant, or he was controlling the special teams for. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll look it up, but yeah. I mean, I honestly like because you got to think about this too. When Baffert missed that kick against State, and then they had the other muff kick. I mean, the laces were both facing inside the ball towards the kicker. I mean, that should have been addressed too because that could have made a good difference of the ball going through or not. But then again, I mean, the kicking wasn't as good this year. But I mean. Those are two things that are just very simple mistakes that should have been corrected. Um, and to answer your question, Roy Tesh initially hired as the Pirates special teams coordinator, served in that capacity during the 2019 season. So he's been the coach hmm. here. So. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. Awesome, guys. Thank you. All right, Hunter. Thanks, right. man. Thank you. Hey, speaking of glaring mistakes that were taken care of, remember what did we talk about in the, uh, in the pregame show? One of the keys. Defense. Defense, yeah. With the, the big plays pa- over the middle. And the, game, uh, yeah. the passing game and the, and the third down long conversions. Um, the mistakes tonight were, and not so much glaring in the special teams, that one mistake obviously, um, but it was the penalties more than anything. Yeah. Uh, and like so third down, good grief, they get third. They got right, at least that three third down stops right and right. got a penalty instead of the giving up the third and 12s third and 15 <laughs> that's how they got, yeah. that's how <laughs> they would give up a 15 yard penalty yeah on third down nah, that was the problem good point all right frank is up in calabash hey frank oh hey there you guys and and surely thanks for putting me in before that guy started singing <laughs> and he was good <laughs> but um yeah i, I want to wish everybody in pirate nation a happy new year it's so refreshing to go into the new year with a big bowl win like this. Um, I mean, it just exudes the campus, the town. It just goes everywhere, and, and it's such a good feeling versus the opposite, right? And uh, maybe our basketball team's going to turn around, and, of course, baseball coming up later in the winter will be a, an awful lot of fun because of the fuel that the football team has given us. And i got to ask a question. I don't understand. I was not at the game. I was watching it on TV. And I don't understand how a bowl game can assemble the quality of officiating that we saw tonight. I don't understand. I mean, they said repeatedly these guys have never worked together before, and they were trying to explain why there's so much miscommunication. But when one referee puts his hands up for a touchdown and the other one says no and they I, mean, I could go through it there were there were countless calls that went one way and then they were reversed well the pass interference picked up in the end zone right right an example and, and i think the pass interference that was called was not as egregious as that pass interference that was picked up later in the game I totally uh look at, and, I'm, and i'm scratching my head and then on top of that, and I don't want to get into all my sour grapes and stuff, but the TV commentators, where do they get these people? I mean, some of the, the commentators were just terrible. But i got to say one thing. I um, was very 
hopeful that Mason would get to play a little bit only because, you know, he played high school ball at Carolina Forest, which is just 10 minutes away from Conway. And you know that, uh, what's it called, Chanticleers or Chanticleers, you know they recruited him hard and heavy, and he went to East Carolina instead. And I just would have loved for him to have got out there, you know, thrown a touchdown pass or ran one in, just just a little a little gotcha would have yeah. been great. Um, uh, one last point, and it kind of dovetails with what the previous caller said about special teams. I looked at all the signees in our signing class last week, and there's no kickers. And my question is to you guys, do you think coaching staff is confident now with our green shoe place kicker? Or why don't we, I mean, our kickers well, signed? Are we hoping for walk-ons? You, you could go walk-on, or you could get one out of the portal as well. And there are kickers in the transfer portal. I don't. I wouldn't think that they are a hundred percent confident with Conrad. I mean, he had a short field goal tonight. Yeah, was that 28 it? Twenty-eight yards. This was the first field goal. Made all his extra points, right? But um, I think that again, somebody asked about Tim Doust. Uh, you know, hot seat, whatever. I mean, there's going to be several conversations about that, and they're going to have to address all that. I think they'll add a kicker probably via portal. Uh, if I had to bet on it, Frank. Yeah, I, you know, I wish we could buy one. <laughs> well, well, you can kinda, with NIL. You kind of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. We, we, almost we just can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. We can't afford it, uh, but we want to go to the Sun Belt, or <laughs> 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 we can have less money. Anyway. Look, I thought you said you were going to not want to talk about. That was all my that. one comment. I mean, you didn't. You said I don't want to talk about this all night. First comment and I made. On. It's laid to rest. First Nobody com- said anything for like five, six callers. My bad. And you bring it up. My bad. My bad. Jeez. All right. Anything else, Frank? I couldn't believe. Uh, just last point, look back at our season. How many games did we lose by a field goal? Too many. Um, yep, I, I can think of three. Navy, yeah. State. Yeah. State, Navy, and uh, there, was, there was another one. But anyway, my whole point is, the whole instead of, you know, we're celebrating a 8-5. and five. If we had a kicker who was awesome... We know. We know. We know. We've been over that yeah. too many times. You know what? It's, it's all good. Future's bright. Um, the sun will be shining tomorrow, and there are sales to be made. Yeah, I wonder if okay. the sun shines brighter in the sun belt. <laughs> Shut up, Billy. <laughs> all right, Frank. Thanks. You know, you're anti American. That's what you are. You and uh, whoever. Uh, Mike is in Winterville. Hey, Mike. Mike. Hello, Mike. Let's try Jay in Jacksonville then. What's up, Jay? Hey, guys. It's uh, hard to follow up with that call, but he's got a lot of good points. Frank, you're on time. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm over here looking at this uh, definition of chippy. What a chippy game. And it says uh, defense especially on account of having a sense of inferiority or a grievance against another. And I think that's kind of what Coastal had against us tonight. That's that's a very good point. And you know what? That's the thing is East Carolina, I think, got a little bit too wrapped up in that. And Mike Houston going off uh, at halftime, talking to the reporter, mentioned that, that we can't fall into that. And, and 
you know, one of the callers earlier said, why did we go for the two-point conversion late in the game to make it, what, 52 or 53 points or whatever? Yeah. Um, but you brought up a good point, Clip, that it could have been Maybe. that, you know, he said, okay, will you play your game with the chippiness and trying to get us to, to kind of bite um, then we're just going to show it to you on the scoreboard. I don't know if that's – I mean, that sounds logical to me, but I agree with you 100%. I think the underdog in this game was uh, intentionally trying to be chippy, and it, it paid off in the first half. I agree 100%. If you go back to the ODU game, especially – Yeah, yeah. thinks about it. Yeah. He said, man, I really wanted, you know, Gunn to get in the end zone on yeah. the last run, and he didn't, so he downs the ball. But this time – we come back in the bowl game he's like nope holton's going out not only with seven he's going out with eight we <laughs> added to it yeah so that's all i got go pirates we'll see you guys next year Y'all all right jay thanks jay 317-1250 what you want to do shirley uh johnny d johnny d is in wilmington what's up johnny clear you guys give me come on guys come, come on guys, guys. Man, man, they fired your coach in Denver, Johnny. <laughs> hey, Johnny, they fired your coach. Hey, man, come on, man. What's up with that uh, that former NC State quarterback guy, man? <laughs> he ain't worth all that. He's a $245 million man, and we can fix him. <laughs> we can fix him. We can build him back we can up. Build it. <laughs> John Harbaugh. Or to Sean, I look just like Kenny Chesney, did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. All right. What's up, Johnny? Look, man, um, the broadcast did us right tonight. I love the way they started off. They put it all in perspective what Coach Houston has done. And, you know, we all call in and cry sometimes and all that, but uh, including me. But, They've really done a good job. We're on a we're on a trajectory going upwards at, in Greenville right now, and I love it. And we got a good coach, and we got a good coaching staff. Um, so I was very proud of that. Um, the Sun Belt thing, the Sun Belt visually tonight, as we did the Conference USA. I mean, uh, Conference USA, uh, American Conference. Put, they always put a good you know package together on the commercials. But the Sun Conference put a good commercial together because it's visual, like where they go and where they go up. And when I looked at it on the commercial, I said, you know what? JMU has been on ESPN Game Day. Game Day's been there. Uh, ESPN Game Day's been Appalachian State. They've been relevant. We haven't. So, I mean, I don't know. JMU was on it when they were FCS, though, right? I don't care, but game day's been there. <laughs> well, well, that doesn't make and a conference. Game day in Greenville. So you think the Sun Belt? I, I agree the Sun Belt has good teams in it, but I, I don't know where I'm going. I was just making a quick point. Here's my point where I want y'all to talk about. For years, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, the only four star recruit quarterback ECU has ever landed. It's out of North Myrtle Beach, and he's been sitting on the bench for four years. Is that correct? Is his name Mason Garcia? Three years, I it's think. Mason but yeah. Garcia. Mason Garcia. 
That guy. Yep. Sicilian roots. I'm surprised, like the other caller said, that somebody hadn't snatched him up. What the rumor's been floating around for years in Greenwood, he can't, he can throw the ball like Cam Newton, but he can't read defenses and all that. Man, I'm so excited to have, if they're already naming him the quarterback, they got him fixed. And I'm so excited about the next year of this program, and it was so good for us to end on a great note. Man, we were hitting people. That quarterback, I don't know if y'all remember that play where number 57 got called for holding and uh, a penalty Yeah, their offensive line. That was their center. Look at that play tomorrow. In fact, I was scared because I saw the hit coming. I thought they called – I thought the flag, I thought they called roughing the passer, but it was a good, clean hit. Too, man. Mm -hmm. I did too because he got body slammed to the ground. (laughs) And I was like, here we go. Yeah. And he got. I think it was Miles Berry that got him on that one. When he got hit again on that end zone dive, he did. I said, he's not. He's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. And then who was it late in the game that laid the big hit on the sideline? Stringer, maybe. Stringer, it Stringer was. had a yeah. big game. Stringer had a big game. Yeah. He he laid a, a hit on their quarterback there. Was it their second or third string guy? might have been their third string yeah. guy. That came in. He just laid a hit on him on the sidelines. That was yeah, they were hitting just tonight. crushing. But anyway, you guys have rocked all year long. Give my girl Shirley a raise. I love you guys and happy new year. Happy all new right, year, Johnny. To you. Thanks, buddy. Come on, guys. Three one seven twelve fifty. Blake and Carrie is up. What's up, Blake? What's going on, guys? Um, hey, I I wanted to actually uh, just kind of add on to you know that the hyping up of of mason uh for for next year because i'm excited too uh the last caller said he was excited but i'm so excited to see what keaton does as well because you know the, i mean this is really the second big year of, of production from him um and he's only getting better and i mean if he if he isn't i mean honestly we probably have one more year because if he's as good as he was this year he's probably going to the draft um which you know, I, I love it for him, but you know, I'd like to have him as long as possible. And then getting Rajay back is going to be so exciting to to see the the thunder and lightning go again. Um, you know, because I, I I know we were missing him a little bit. Marlon did fill in for him very well um, coming here at the, at the end of the year. But um, also wanted to uh, to raise a question. We were, earlier uh, we were talking about um, you know the the combo of, of coach and uh, and quarterback pairings that, that we had throughout the years. I wanted to see what you guys would think if you could choose out of those four coaches and four QBs, what would be the ultimate pairing of all time? <laughs> as far as far as quarterbacks, coaches, I'm going with Logan 100%. Yeah. 100%. Logan. He's the best quarterback coach. And then you just Because you're talking your about – Right, and then you just pick your favorite QB. And I, th- I just – I've always had a love for David Garrard because – he not only could throw the ball a mile, he ha- he threw the highest, deepest ball I think I've ever seen a, an ECU quarterback throw. Um, but you loved him because he was the beer truck, man. Because when he – he kind of reminds me of Holton in the way that he runs, but he would run over people. Um, so I would take even – not even switching any up, just Garrard and, and Logan is my number one. What about you, Clipper? 
Logan, I agree with that one. And then it's just, I'd probably go Gerard too. I was a little too young to watch. I remember the Peach Bowl, but I was too young to enjoy Blake. So I watched all of Gerard. Now, uh, see, Logan was with Blake too because he was the offensive was the coordinator. coordinator and he was the quarterback's coach. Well, if we're going to go coordinator, I'll take Lincoln Riley. Oh, with, yeah. No, we're not. I'll take yeah. Lincoln Riley with <laughs> Jeff Blake. With, I'll take, yeah. Wow. That'd be a good one, huh? Uh, yeah. I'm looking up NFL stats here. So. Or or even, um, hey, it's in speaking of which, with Lincoln Riley having the uh, Heisman touch with quarterbacks, do you think that he could have made a Shane Carden or a Jeff Blake a Heisman candidate? Who? Lincoln Riley. Well, he had Shane Carden. What do you mean? I mean, um, who am I thinking? Uh, Blake Grard. and Grard? Yeah, Blake and Grard. Yeah. Yeah, but the team would have to win more, true, and true. it's all about the team. Anyway, no, that's a We're great question. What's it. your answer, uh, Blake? I, I would probably say the same. Um, or I mean, I, I may switch out Gerard for for Blake, but the only reason is because I'm I'm literally named after him. My dad's name is Jeff, and, and I'm Blake. <laughs> oh wow! Well, you're not fa- that's a you're not an impartial judge. Then that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, I think Logan's the the definitely the uh the good pick on that but but yeah you were trying to cheat there trying to bring in lincoln riley because uh, <laughs> i feel like any any pirate fan would choose him as a coach for anything yeah yeah uh-huh. all right good stuff uh blake thanks man but hey man there were people here trying to run lincoln out of town captain bill where are you give us a call <laughs> 317-1250 donnie kirkpatrick all right uh open lines if you want to get in we are winding down the show so get in if you want to get in we got to have our brown and wood drive of the game billy uh, a couple of games ago against houston we had one field goal yeah tonight we have a lot of touchdown drives to choose from yeah so yeah we'll have a lot to pick from we'll do that and take your calls 317-1250 more to go after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, Integrity Home Mortgage is here. If you're looking to purchase a home, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir today. The Integrity Home Mortgage team offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve before, during, and after your real estate transaction. To get started, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, or Joanne Weir. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back to the show. Here's Clip. Back with you on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Thanks for tuning in tonight on radio, online, Facebook, YouTube. A lot of funny chat going on. Facebook. Good stuff. A lot of nonsense on YouTube. Nonsense guy, please call in. I'd love to know what you're talking about. 317-1250. We'll get you right on uh, here on the show. That's Pirate Forever, whatever the hell you're talking about. Call in. 317-1250. Would love to chat. Isaac in Birmingham, hang on. We're going to go to Birmingham real quick and talk to Troy D., who is standing by. Troy, the Pirates win a bowl game. As a previous caller said, might have been Cameron. It was the previous caller. That's the third, just the third bowl win in 20 years. I mean, it's it kind of crazy when you put it in those numbers, in those terms like that. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about it in that perspective, but uh, 
those are the facts, and that's how big of a deal this is for ECU. And so I'm standing outside the stadium. The uh, team bus is just leaving now. The equipment truck just rolled by. They'll have a little extra equipment to bring home to Greenville, that uh, big trophy. They'll have to find a home for it in the uh, Hall of Fame area for uh, ECU Athletics, and I'm sure they'll be happy to rearrange things to uh, put this one on display as it is a, a very unique trophy. But, uh, yeah, this is a big deal for East Carolina. You know, it, to be able to end the season on an up note gives you such momentum going into the off season and, and such – I mean, just think of the difference, and I'm sure the difference in the show and what tonight's been like versus if ECU was on the opposite side of this and lost it and uh, didn't finish the way folks would have wanted them to finish and how long this would have sat – with everybody until the Pirates get a chance to play again and their next game is going to be a tough one against Michigan. Now all of a sudden, you know, you just have nothing but positive vibes going tonight. And I'm telling you, the atmosphere on the field after the game, it was electric. And I know this wasn't, you know, a New Year's Day bowl win and it wasn't, um, you know, maybe the bowl game that ECU would have dreamed about and wanted to be at at the beginning of the season. But, man, this finish was very close to – uh, almost like a movie set with the way the the lighting was, with the confetti, with the music. Uh, it, it it was spectacular, and and the sheer joy with these players and coaches that do put just an absolute ton of work into this thing. And and we were a part of this, guys. We've seen them how hard and how hard they grind, and uh, to be able to see them uh, finish in such a fun way and really a dominant win. And we talked about that in the pregame clip. I, I really thought East Carolina would dominate this game, and they probably could have done even more than what they did. But uh, this was a good statement win for ECU. This is, you know, as I said, they were a seven-point favorite for a reason. They uh, won by a lot more than that tonight. And th- this is something that the the Pirates can build on going forward. And, you know, once again, just congratulations to the players and coaches that got it done and, uh, weren't distracted this week with uh, anything else that they could have been. Yeah, you talked about the want to factor and and how much they wanted it before the game. Good call uh, on your part there, uh, Troy D. Because this was the, one of the hardest hitting games for this Pirate defense, mm-hmm. Billy. We, I mean, we've said a lot of negative things about this defense towards the last quarter of the season, and uh, they came out and and showed up tonight. And a lot of defense and tackling that stuff is want to, right? You got to want to do oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And they did tonight. Yeah, and they made some adjustments on those third and long situations. They made adjustments over the middle. Um, and Troy, I'm I'm kind of like, I'm in the camp with you that it's not a New Year's Day bowl, but when we switched it over to the ESPN app to see the post-game celebration and the comments and stuff after that, seeing the confetti come down and the lights blinking and all that and hoisting the trophy, let me tell you something. Just because this is not a new year's day bowl and it's not a national championship or anything don't tell that to the players because the players are ones getting wrapped up in those those moments those those moments they'll never forget and especially for those some of these younger guys they want that feeling again next year yeah i agree and look this is something this is intangibles of having a game like this something you can't maybe measure in dollars and cents but we were the only show in town when it came to football tonight and if you like college football or you like football at any level, we had a primetime slot on ESPN, and there was really no competition as far as in the sports world with football going on. So if you were a football fan, we were it. 
So, and East Carolina showed up, you know, I, I, and I'm seeing comments. I've, I've had a chance to go back online and stuff, and even things are better when you win. I'm seeing stuff about the uniforms. Even the helmets, guys, were cool now. You know, we've, I've given uh, the program a lot of grief about the white helmets before, but all, but all of a sudden, man, they seem a lot better, uh, especially these throwback uh, uniforms that they want. You know, people are talking about those. They're talking about East Carolina, and just the visibility it gave this program tonight is huge, and I think it's a good recruiting tool for ECU. And, you know, it's it's something that I agree with you, Billy, that the players, this was a big deal to them, and I, I sensed that this week. I sensed that they wanted to go out on top, especially these seniors. They were a little more hungry than I've seen them before. And this This has been a wild season of ups and downs. I mean, this has been one of the most memorable seasons in pirate history. And I'm not saying because it's been now it has been one of the better seasons in pirate history, but just the, the twists and turns and things that have happened this season, the highs and the lows, uh, it really has been uh, quite uh, a, a chapter in the history of pirate football. And this is a season I think uh, none of us will forget. And, you know, maybe it's a season of what could have been, but at the end of the day, it's a season of what, what was and what it was is, an eight-win season, and that's still a, a mark that East Carolina hasn't achieved tremendously over the history of the program. It's still a bowl victory, as you guys talked about, three wins over the in the past 20 years in bowl victories. Uh, so there's still a lot to be proud of. And, look, Holton Ehlers made a name for himself. He, he, he goes down in the record book, and I think his upside is tremendous. I think this is, you know, for people that want to write him off and go, oh, he doesn't have the arm, he doesn't have this. He may not make it to the next level. And I am telling you, people have been counting him out forever, and I think they're going to continue to, to make a mistake. I, I think this kid has a huge upside, and in the right situation with the right folks, he's going to have a great pro career. Now, what does that mean as far as a great pro career? I, I, I don't want to – I can't sit here and define it exactly, but I think he has the ability and the mentality to take his game to the next level and I think if just given an opportunity, he'll be able to be on a roster and one day have a chance. So, and, and look, you can make a great living in the NFL just being on the roster. You don't have to be the starting star quarterback. But he's got the – I truly believe he's got the ability to do it. And uh, once we see him in a kind of different setting too and with some different things around him, who knows what, what he's capable of. I, I remember, guys, I was watching Garner Minshew last weekend, and I remember seeing him when he was a backup quarterback in East Carolina thinking he was terrible. And I remember when he transferred to Washington State going, I can't believe this guy's going to Washington State with Mike Leach. And at the time, I think Alabama was recruiting him too. I'm like, Gardner Minshew? This guy's terrible. It's awful. But look at what he's been able to accomplish. And, I, you know, I think some folks will look back potentially and I'm at, at home like that one day. You know, we'll have this conversation five years from now, and I'll either be right or wrong, but I think, hell, man, if Garner Minshew can make it like he has, why can't Holt Naylor's? <laughs> so that's just kind of my perspective on things. But uh, And I'll admit I was wrong on Garner Minshew. I think a lot of people were. I think a lot of Pirate fans were. But uh, congratulations to that kid. He's, he's damn getting it done, and uh, he's proved a lot of people wrong. But uh, Holt, will get, regardless, will go down as – one of the greatest, I guess, you know, now you can make the argument that his career is officially over at ECU. Who is the greatest quarterback of all time at East Carolina? And I think uh, you got to make an argument that Holt Naylor's now number one on that list.
you know, I, I think you he, he's he's in the conversation. Even if he's not, then who do you rank higher as far as at East Carolina? What they Jeff Blake, East Carolina. Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake had an amazing career, and you know what I think of Jeff Blake. But that's something you know has has Holton eclipsed Jeff Blake as far as his career here at East Carolina and what he's been able to accomplish. So that's a debate maybe for another day, but. That's something to to consider, and that's a test. well. Nobody else has gone eleven and one, so I mean that that speaks volumes. I think if you give Gerard and Cardin and Blake five years, then you know, yeah, yeah, I know, right? And that's that right. That's part of the debate. That, yeah. Exactly, it's not an easy answer, yes or no. I think is he one of the greatest quarterbacks in issue history? Of course. How do you rank them now? Well, that that once again is up for debate, and that will be something that. We can talk about as time goes on, but uh, great career nonetheless. And regardless of what you think of Holton and, and your opinion of him, no one can deny this kid gave us all for East Carolina. Oh, absolutely. He, I, I don't think there's another quarterback that you can say that about. Yeah. I mean, he has – and look, the other thing too, and a lot of this didn't go public, but Holton, Holton was courted heavily last year to transfer. And, and there were teams that wanted him bad. you got to see what's going on in the – transfer portal now and with nil money he could have done that last year there was offers on the table there were people that wanted him badly at other universities he made the decision to stay not because he had to but because he wanted to and i think it does say a lot about his character and who he is and when he talks about what it means to be a pirate growing up in greenville living his dream he's not making that up that's all factual you know we've known him and his family since he was a kid and that is not some sound bite just to sound good. That 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 is truthful. And you know, tonight on the podium when he had a chance to lift the trophy, I thought about that. I said, "Here's a kid living his backyard dream in reality." And we, you know, we all grew up as kids, and you have different, you know, run different scenarios and things. But you know, Holton was able to do that, and I think that's awesome. Troy D, live from Birmingham. Uh, Troy, good stuff. We got callers to get to, so we'll. Uh... We'll talk to you next Tuesday. I almost, if I, I almost feel like I played in this game. I'm so freaking tired. But uh, <laughs> I will say this: I'm a little stunned by Birmingham. We were here at the West End. the uh, The whole entertainment district that's attached to this place, you know, just walking distance. Everything's closed. Everybody wants to party. All the pirates are ready to go celebrate, and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> everything is shut down and the one bar hotel that's open is inundated with pirate fans and they've got like two people working well sorry for your first world problems we're ready to go home here <laughs> <laughs> they can't handle the pirates in birmingham they don't know how to handle this but uh once again the pirates are, are ready to shut places down yet they're already closed so uh yeah those i guess if that's the worst problem we have i guess we're, we're okay but uh it's been a fun couple days here look forward to uh getting back to Greenville. Hope you guys had a good Christmas. And let me be the first to wish you a happy new year. Happy, happy new year, Troy D. Happy new year, Troy. Live from Birmingham. Wrapping up the uh, Birmingham Bowl. See you guys. Keep up the good work. See you, man. Hey, let's spend next New Year's Eve on a New Year's Day bowl game. Yeah, buddy. Uh-huh. Oh, that was Why did that quarterback tragic. just do a split? I know, right? <laughs> uh, Isaac in Birmingham. Isaac, did you hang on? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hung on. Way to go, buddy! I know. I I applaud you for hanging through Troy Dreyfus's <laughs> soliloquy. <laughs> yeah, well, I've hung on here like a frog on a tree. But listen to Troy D's whole spiel. 
And did I use the term or word soliloquy even perf- right? Correct. I believe it, you did. Is it correct? Okay. That was impressive. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> I've had a good. I've had a good comeback this season or last season, but still, that's not the point. Um, I saw Troy D on the field. I yelled at his name, and he got a picture of me and my folks. So, shout out to Troy D, and I'm super happy to be calling after him. Because I've got a couple things like this to go off of. Um, but I'm glad that ECU was able to finish out a season, especially with a, bowl, with a bowl win. I mean, I've been looking forward to that for the last five years. Like, since I've been, a, since I've been enrolled at ECU as a Pirate. And I've, I've, loved, I've loved every minute of it. Glad that Scotty Moe won't involved. But that, that, that's another thing for another day. Um, but... Ehlers with his, what is it? What he had five five passing touchdowns today. Yeah, six total. Yeah, six total, five passing, one rushing. Right. Yes. All right. I mean, breaking the Birmingham Birmingham Bowl record. I mean, like all he's been doing for the for the past year is breaking records. That's like, I mean, like with him being here for so long like obviously he's gonna break records but still being that much like breaking so many records you can't i mean you can't doubt the dude like he's a quarterback at the heart and he's also like at the heart he's a he's a greenville guy like Corey d was saying like no matter what he's greenville greenville north carolina all the way through and through like he would have never gone anywhere else in, in my perspective, like he would, like he was obviously given the chance to go to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a proven point. He's been here and he's done. Yeah, he didn't go anywhere else. He's done it. He's been through it, and he's he's he has shown all of ECU Pirate fans all the way through that he he's who you want to count on. He he is in this day and age now a rare breed. Yeah, uh, and especially at that position, um, I think it's going to be a long time, and they're going to be very few and far between that you see a guy stay at one university as a starting quarterback for five years in this climate in football. It's just not going to happen. I think only you'll see one other person do that, and his name is Mason Garcia. He's already got three years under Garcia. (laughs) Yeah, but I said starting quarterback for five years yeah but, yeah but that's it's impossible unless there's like another pandemic billy no you can be a five years well that's right red shirt never mind never mind four okay we'll go four all right yeah yeah i mean i mean you can be like that oregon dude and be there for nine years and be 30 <laughs> years old and keep home playing but yeah <laughs> but i mean like, so uh, i guess you went to the game isaac oh yeah you said you did how was the uh how was how was it being there oh man the atmosphere was Great, like like it, it was it was like spending the day in Dowdy Pickland, other than it being packed. Like because obviously, like we both teams are a long way from home. Not everybody's going to travel, but you know the Pirates, they're going to travel because we're the best traveling fan base there is in the NCAA, no matter what. And we filled up we filled up that home side of the stadium. It was all purple and gold. At the fourth quarter, all the all the all of the no quarter flags were flying, and I felt like I was back home in Greenville at, at the Alderfield Stadium. Well, that's awesome to hear. I just feel like they never, 
they put the fans on the wrong side of the stadium because the yeah. the angle that we saw showed the empty side of the stadium. All of the Chanticleer people, and it was like that one worth seeing on TV. I mean, like we've done been on ESPN two times this year. What? Well, more than that. Well, regular ESPN, we've been on there one time, but ESPN at all, we've been on there multiple times, and they just showed the wrong people. I mean, purple and gold is better to see on TV than uh, turquoise and white and gold and black, whatever it is. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Good stuff, Isaac. Anything else, man? Um. Well, like I said, glad to see us finish the season. And I'm really looking forward to this Saturday. Hopefully Michigan wins. And then Michigan wins out on January 9th. And we get to play them after they're coming off a high. And we get to show them what East Carolina is all about. All right. I'm not going to say – I'm not saying we're going to win. But I want to go up there. I want to go to the big house and show them what East Carolina is about. And bring the fan base with us. I'm hoping that other people hear this and they bring their asses on. All right, Isaac. Thanks, man. Thank you. There's Isaac in the ham, Birmingham, celebrating a Pirate Bowl victory. So the last three quarterbacks to win bowl games at East Carolina are Holden Aylers, Shane Carden, and I guess Gerard. Yeah. Gerard won a GMAC Bowl. Didn't he? Because they they lost the lost one against uh, Marshall. Marshall. Did they win the one against TCU? No, they lost that they one. Lost, too. They beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech in the galleryfurniture.com bowl. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to but see that the was, years. That was not Gerard. So Gallery Furniture was 2000. That, it was it. Was he? Yeah. Known? Let me uh, let's see. That's right, because Leonard Henry was in that one as well. Because as a matter of fact, I remember Leonard Henry did not talk to the media at all during that entire season, and finally did after the victory in the GalleryFurniture.com bowl. And those two guys went out as seniors together in the draft. There you go. Yep. So, North Carolina stand up. Yes. <laughs> all right, three one seven twelve fifty. Last call for your calls. If you want to jump in, do it now. We'll have our Brown and Wood drive of the game. We'll talk to you. If you want to get on, we'll put you right through and uh, get ready to wrap it up for the night and the season on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter post-game call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, with about two minutes left to go in the third quarter in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Wisconsin running over uh, Oklahoma State right now. 24-7 to is that score. There's four bowl games coming up tomorrow. UCF, or I should say later today, UCF takes on Duke at 2 o'clock in the Military Bowl at 5.30. It'll be Kansas and Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. Coming up at 8 o'clock tonight, it'll be 15th-ranked Oregon taking on North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl and in the late game. It'll be Texas Tech and Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by The Bucket. Is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And uh, check out or get your tickets for the huge New Year's Eve party 
coming up this weekend with Cooper Greer as the headliner. And uh, you can follow the Buck on Instagram for ups- updated schedules. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in for the final time this season to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call show. Here's Clip Rock. Thank you, Shirley. Chan Man, Billy Weaver here, David Stahl on Facebook with a stat to consider. This is the largest largest margin of victory in a bowl win in ECU history. So, Pirates putting up some points tonight. Yes, yes. Uh, to the tune of 53. 53. Love it. All right, 317-1250. Um, ooh, Eric, David, yep. Yep, I left out a bowl game. What? Last three Pirate quarterbacks to win a bowl game. Holden Nailers, Shane Carden, and Patrick Pinkney slash Rob Cass. Oh, and the Hawaii Bowl. Right. The Hawaii Billy, you bowl. were there. I was there. <laughs> so three because bowl wins. Because when you wins. think of the Hawaii Bowl, who, what do you think of? Chris Johnson. That's absolutely. Uh, three bowl off. wins yeah, in 15 years. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. And isn't that the bowl, Billy, that you ran across the field? I did. Yeah, he's talked about it I many times. Right. I, do, I wish there was video of that. We're old and it's tired and it happens. Eric, we, David, uh, sorry. Thank you, guys. We did talk about in the break that if we're if our memory serves us correctly, that David Garrard is the only ECU quarterback to play in three consecutive bowl games. Yeah. Looked Lost that up. two. He went one and two in the bowl game. Uh, David says, by the way, where's the Buccaneer Music Hall? It is what I would call Bell's Fork. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yes. Uh, Fire if you, Tower if you know Road where Tiebreakers is. There used um, to be or still is a Harris Teeter. Yeah, there is a there. Harris yeah. Teeter there, mm-hmm. and it's in that shopping center. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's Hardee's is over there. Yes. Yeah. You know where we're talking about. Now. Charles and Fire Tower right there, there intersection. Yep. Can't miss it. All right, uh, three one seven twelve fifty. We have Jarrett in Birmingham. What's up, Jarrett? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to, I mean, the whole team, but Holt Nailers especially. Five touchdowns uh, passing, one touchdown rushing. Uh, but uh, I just uh, it, it it's, it's nice to hear everybody talk great about the Pirates. I mean, obviously, but uh, it, just one thing. What, what the hell is everybody talking about moving to the sun? <laughs> <laughs> it was one guy. It was one guy, and and this is how it happens. But I, I was I was a little late to the show. I yeah. went to the game today, but but I mean, we we got like Rice and Charlotte and all these like not so great teams coming in. It it wouldn't be it'd be like a lateral move to go to the Sun Belt. No, it'd be a step uh, down going to the Sun Belt. Yeah, I, I understand that, but like, uh, what is everybody? thinking i mean if you want to go big over something like or five the thought is and i get it is that you'd have more regional rivalries which would if you make a pros and cons chart which you should do this with everything to try to look at everything do this with everything in life uh pros regional rivalries marshall southern miss awesome okay that's great cons less money which immediately you rip the sheet and say all right we're staying in the america because everything's about money so yeah Especially with NIL coming in, I mean, yeah, you don't. I, I, I just we can't afford to do it. It's not yeah. gonna happen. It, yeah. yeah, we yeah, yeah. I know it's not gonna happen. It, it was just like I, I come back from the game. I turn on the TV to watch y'all, and everybody's talking about Sunbelt. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we had one call, and then everybody. But is you brought it back on. up. Sh- no, yes, shut you up. did. Yes, shut you up. did. No, did you? Is that is that incorrect information? I did one time. That's, I just said that. You brought it back up. I didn't say how many times. Jared, what else you got? 
Oh, that, that was pretty much it. I mean, a great win today. I mean, y'all gave off all the stats, and I, it was nice to hear all that. I mean, largest mar- uh, largest margin of victory in a bowl game from us. But uh, I appreciate y'all. appreciate everything you've done this season. Love the show. Love y'all. I just wanted to thank you real quick, and uh, I'll, I'll listen to you next season, I guess. Cool, man. That's Jared, awesome. We love you back. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Jarrett in the ham, and uh, voice sounded kind of hoarse. Sounded like he was cheering for his pirates tonight. Yeah. A lot so, of people uh, got some hoarse voices. Kudos to you folks that uh, that went to the game. Kind of cool, Chandler, to be in uh, AJ McMurphy's. It was uh, packed, and I I kind of thought like, wow, first bowl game in a long time, packed sports bar in greenville billy you've been in those oh yeah it's a fun and, one. we've yeah. watched some redskins games and stuff like it yep, yep. it's got that big game feel people were cheering hooting hollering it was fun to be a part of uh, it was every touchdown or big play it was exploding in aj's and every single tv and aj's has a lot of tvs every single tv in that restaurant was on the bowl game well that yeah. goes back to troy's point that and you could have found some college hoops or nba or something but as far as football goes that's this was it the only yeah show that in was town, yeah. so uh, it captured uh, a lot of folks, a lot of folks talking about it. So, good stuff. All right. Uh, that will, I guess, wrap up this the call portion of the show. We still got to get to our Brown and Wood Drive of the Game, brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation and Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard, online, brownandwoodauto.com. Billy, you said not only are you a previous employee at Brown and Wood, you are a current customer at That's Brown right. and Wood. That's right. I bought uh, a brand new uh, Buick Envision today. Uh, I pick it up tomorrow. Because I don't know what that looks like. Oh, they're not. It's a. Uh, it's the sport model. So it's got it's got the blacked out package and everything. It's uh, it's very nice. Buick Envision. Pull it up. Oh, that's that's sleek. Sleek. That's sexy. sexy. And it drives like a Cadillac. It's on the same chassis as a Cadillac. So it's got that nice smooth ride. I like that. Um, and we're gonna take my uh, mother-in-law tomorrow. She has a Buick Enclave, an older one that she's looking to trade in. So. Uh, you know, if you want a new car, go see uh, the folks over at Brown and Wood. They'll treat you right. They really do. They're they're great people over there. Tom Brown, those guys, CT, the manager over there, and Dwayne, the Mazda side manager. All those guys are awesome. They really are. Fifty three points. We've uh, a lot of drives to choose from. Yeah, but uh, we were looking through it. There weren't a whole lot of long drives, um, but there was a, as far as plays are concerned, there was a long drive that was 92 yards. It was the first touchdown drive of the game. It was only uh, five plays, two and a half minutes. But if you remember on that first touchdown drive of the game for East Carolina, it was fourth down, and that's when they uh, caught coastal carolina jumping off sides veteran qb move. veteran qb move throws to isaiah winstead knows he's got a free play isaiah goes up wrestles the ball away from the defender touchdown ecu goes up 10 nothing that is your brown and wood drive of the game saw two things tonight we hadn't seen all season isaiah winstead doing a little strutting and dancing yeah. mm-hmm. and whole nailers doing a little dance of his own a little gritty yeah, at the end of the gritty. game it so, wasn't uh, bad. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. It was, it was I give it good. a B plus. I've seen a lot worse. I didn't see it originally because we were kind of celebrating, but then when they showed the celebration again in the replay, I was like, not bad. Not bad. All right, we've um I've think I've told you this, but I've definitely told Chandler that now look, I've been here a while and uh loved sitting beside the Cran Man, Terrence Copper, the legends. Don't also, amazing people. 
uh coach rick smith you forgot about me (laughs) never i never would do that uh alan thomas troy d sat a lot beside a lot of folks here on the fifth quarter um i think the how do i word this the best quality show we've had if you stack them all up we're stacking up quarterbacks and coaches i think is the show with clip brock and billy weaver i think that's the quarterback uh coach combination (laughs) i think so there you go so uh you want to keep it rocking for another year uh yeah but i'm gonna miss the first game i know of the you season. are i've already put my notice in i'm going to miss you have you put i mean in it's your a one... bu- it's a bucket list thing you can't blame me all right i've never been to the big house i'm not blaming you okay i'm just saying so, being so defensive. i'm just saying just saying <laughs> i'm just saying well just here, saying. here's the deal billy you know what, billy? No, i don't mind doing the show on location and joining in all but, right uh... copper one uh <laughs> smith two <laughs> uh no Any of those guys would leave you for the big house too we've will uh we'll miss you week one but hope we can have you back for another year it's been all a right. lot of fun man all right it has been a it's been a blast man it's been a lot of fun shirley Rhodes, great job all season long and really and look, your entire career right you guys and life you guys are what make this is fun but you guys are what makes this easy and that's part of what makes it fun as well Thank you. is that it's easy we just walk in and have fun it's a blast. And you well, know what makes it fun? These crazy-ass pirate fans. <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt about it. We couldn't do it without you. And you always make it lively and entertaining. So Easy to the sun belt, baby. Whether you're chatting it up, uh, whether you're calling in or just listening, uh, but supporting Pirate Radio, hopefully supporting our awesome sponsors as well. Thanks to uh, Brandon Tate, U.S. Sailor, uh, the Atlantic Wireless locations, also Brown and Wood, uh, orthopedics east with the injury report the buck scoreboard and parker's barbecue billy parker and uh company hooking us up with awesome pre and post game food all season long and that does it for the bud light pregame tailgate and u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show a bowl win a eight and five year billy would you sum it up and say 2022 was a successful season for ecu football 100 percent. all right uh didn't get there the way we thought yeah, they would get there, but they got there. They did. They got the eight wins. They got the bowl victory in convincing fashion. Um, the uh, the program's on the rise. On the rise, folks. We will see you back at Pirate Radio. Hey, shout out to Troy D and Ellerby. We get Monday off. I'm so jacked up about that, but I promise we'll be back Tuesday. Uh, coming up Tuesday, January the second. Uh, excuse me, the third uh, with Pirate Radio Live. So we'll, we'll, we will talk to you then. Stay tuned to all our social media accounts until then. And uh, thank you all for supporting Pirate Radio and being with us this year on our programs. For Shirley Rhodes, the man of Chan, the weave, I am Clip Brock. Pirates win it. Eight and five on the year. Bowl victory. We'll see you next time. So long, everybody. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the 